about the unique challenges of the 21st century African-American woman. But not only do we talk about those challenges, we offer solutions. So you're in for a treat tonight. Make sure you share this out. If you're catching us on replay, type in replay so we can go back and answer your questions. But we have a hot topic tonight. We're talking about a brand new author. I'm so, so excited. She, she, she took that step over to author land. And so we're going to be celebrating her tonight. And um, we're going to be talking about something that's very important. And the title of her book is Boss Pride. And so we're going to get the, the, you know, her take on what that means. And also our topic tonight, which is go hard and go home. I was going to say it wrong. Go hard and go home. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on screen with me my special guest tonight, none other than Sharia Jackson. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for saying yes. I am so super excited. I'm honored. Number one, that you that you allowed me to be a part of your book launch. Um, I had an opportunity to come to New York um, and be there with you on your your soft launch, and that was fantastic. So thank you for welcoming me with open arms. Of course, thanks for coming. I mean, I'm grateful. It's definitely been a journey. You know, the journey to birthing something out into the world. So I'm really grateful for the experience and to share with incredible women like you and also everybody who's watching. So, hey, ladies. Thank you, ladies. And make sure you all share this out. Again, I have none other than the author of Boss Bride, Ms. Sharia Jackson. And a lot of you know her as the senior relationship editor of Essence Magazine. And she is just she has a heart of gold. I'm telling y'all, if you if you ever go to any of her, her stops on her tour, because she's all over the place, she will hug you. She will embrace you. And she really is a genuine um, spirit that is just phenomenal. So, again, I appreciate you for being with me tonight. So thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into Boss Bride. So the title kind of throws people off a little bit. So I want to ask you, why the title Boss Bride? Yes, thank you. This is, hello to my baby. This is Boss Bride, the powerful women's <laughs> playbook for love and success in a bookstore near you right now. Um, and the title Boss Bride really came out of, I was in an online, um, not even online, I was in a mastermind with my business coach and he asked us to name our superhero and the person we were, the person we were looking to serve. And the name Boss Bride just came to me in that session. And I just loved it. 
because it spoke to a mentality. And so this book is for every woman, no matter your job title, no matter your relationship status. And so it's really about what if I treat every day like a boss, being strategic, being a delegator, managing and leveraging my resources and being like a bride, living in the moment, being present to the people around me, really taking in the magic of life. And so it's not about one day of your life being the best day of your life. I don't think that's fair for any woman. They say that when you're wedding, but it's like, you're going to keep living prayerfully. And so you don't want to feel like that, that your best times are behind you. I always think today is all we have. And so how do we make this day as magical and squeeze all the goodness out of it? So I always dress like it's my day because every day is the only day you've got right now. And so it's been exciting to get this message out into the world. And it's interesting because people are way more comfortable with the boss than the bride word. That bride word can be so different <laughs> for people. And so I'm I'm okay, as my coach Lisa Nichols would say, to care front people to let you kind of see what that experience is like and for you to sort of acknowledge your own feelings around some of the topics in the book. Right. So, okay. So, so since you touched on the whole bride part, how do you respond to people who are kind of tripped up by that word? Because we hear boss chick, boss lady, boss, you know, all these boss. But like you said, people trip over the bride part. So how do you help them? Um, get over that part. I, I, I actually think, of, I mean, it's a great time to think of somebody like Serena Williams. Think about, okay. think about all these Olympians, right? All these great athletes. And the reality is before they ever stood, stepped foot on that field or stepped foot on that court, they had to be thinking like it. You don't wake up at the Olympics like, you know what? I think I might want to go to the Olympics. No, you've been planning years to get to that destination. Mm. And I want you to be just as intentional and just as clear about your destination for your personal life as you are for your career or for your professional dreams. Because as you mentioned, I'm the senior editor at Essence where I cover our relationships content. And I have a good time, but I don't take the work lightly because the decision of who sleeps in your bed, who you have children with, who you share your body with, those are important decisions. So they deserve your attention and they deserve your intention. So part of the word bride is for women to give themselves permission to own the fact that they can be a bride, that if that's something you desire for yourself, you can step into that for yourself before you need evidence from somebody else saying, I want that for you. And even if you don't, even if marriage isn't your end goal or something you want, it's still about tapping into that energy. And so it's really about reclaiming our power and not letting a word sort of have so much energy outside of yourself. Wow. Wow. Dominique Clark already is saying, come on. <laughs> Love you, Dominique. Dominique was at Essence. She did a fantastic job. So Hey, Dominique, thank you for joining us. If you're catching this on replay or if you're just jumping in, I am um, interviewing brand new author of a fabulous book, Boss Bride. I have my autograph copy um, from Miss Sharia Jackson. And I'm telling you, y'all, I was writing all up in the book, dog ear pages, things of that nature. It is a great book. So make sure you share this out. Um, even if you're single, you can still learn about yourself and you could plan for your future like Sharia is sharing with us. So Sharia, what made you decide to write this book? You know, it's funny. I think I'm like a lot of writers, a lot of authors. I wrote the book I wanted to read. I was someone who was ambitious, who had moved to New York City. Um, I'm from born and raised in Atlanta, who went full out for my career. And I was also someone who wanted to have healthy, satisfying relationships. A new marriage was something that I desired. And so as I got further in my relationship that I was in and as I got further in my career, I wanted to know how would I be juggling these two things. And so I wanted to sit and listen and re from real women on what worked for them and also 
research and to learn about strategies and sort of data, what what's working for women. And so that's really was my approach. I interview more than 100 women who I call my working wives. And you see their voices throughout the book and every chapter around what's working for them, as well as celebrity interviews I've done over the years, just women who I've researched and just have, you know, my girl crushes what's working for them. So it's really taking all of the questions I had and then expanding it because it's like, if you have a question, if you're feeling a pain point, you know, as we would say in the magazine, then somebody else is feeling that way too. So I surveyed women prior to writing and so many of their questions like, oh, I didn't think about that or, oh, what their concerns were because they're the things people will tell you out their mouth or frustrations. And then there's those whispers at night that you never really say out loud but are things that are, are sort of thoughts or concerns for women. So I realized there was a generation of women who we celebrate the opportunity. This is the best time in history to be a woman with ambition, but all of that opportunity can have increased levels of overwhelm. And so I wanted to sort of calm that for women. And as you mentioned with the tagline of the book, it's on the cover, go hard and go home. And so, so often we live in a culture that tells us, especially as women, and then especially if you're a person of color. So if you show up as a woman of color, as a person of color and a woman, that there's not enough for you, right? And there's a scarcity that's in the culture that says mm. you can either have the high career or you can have the great relationship. And I just wanted to disrupt that narrative that you had to choose, that there was enough of you to go around for you to be fulfilled. But there also was enough love and opportunity in the world for you to have what you came here to get. Wow. Wow. You, you, you unpacked a whole bunch. <laughs> and I love the fact that you said that you, you interview women who were wives, who were doing it, who had things going on to find out what worked for them and what didn't work yes, for them. I should have known you a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. That's for book number two. <laughs> um, and so I think it's really um, cool that you did that, that you actually went and said, okay, these are some things that are working with these women who are high profile women, women who are doing it. And then they also said, hey, these are some things that didn't work for me. And being transparent and honest and authentic. And I think that's really important for us to hear that. So thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. You also share about a relationship that you had in your book. Yes. <laughs> so can you give them a... <laughs> You know, it's funny. So I talk about being in a, a woman in a relationship and starting to get to that point. I was in a long relationship and we were talking about marriage and venues and kids names and all these things. And I just <laughs> wanted to, um, Hey Dominique to really be clear. And so, but on the TV plot to is the same day I got a contract from, um, my publisher to write the book is the same day I broke up with, that guy who I thought I was going to marry because I just had grown so much. And I talk about doing that work on myself to really unlock the best version of me that was just fighting to get out. And once she came out, she was like, Oh, okay. There's some changes we get to make. And it wasn't even an animosity because a few weeks before the book came out, I mean, he and I went to lunch and just so I could show him the parts in the book where I talk about our breakup. But as you mentioned, um, and I talk about in the book, when you're courageous enough to meet the best version of you, Prepare to be wild. Prepare for everything and everybody to be rooting for you and the entire universe to make things happen. And so a few months out of that relationship, while I'm starting to write this book, like I collide with this incredible person who's like such a soulmate and just a beautiful person that helped me get through um, and process a lot. Like you ever be like, oh, that's why I didn't work with this person, because there were so many things. 
And so it was nice to kind of be in love and write the book and to be fresh, <laughs> right? To have like have a fresh love um, that I talk about in the book. Awesome, awesome. And you know, you touched on a huge point. You said that the guy that you broke up with, you guys actually sat down and had lunch. And I think that is so key because that shows a level of maturity that, you know, there was no animosity. And you're like, by the way, you're in this book. <laughs> so I just think that's really cool, you know, that, that you guys were able to sit down and have an amicable relationship. Because I think a lot of times, um, especially as business women and women who are doing it big, especially single women, when they break up, it's like a bad breakup and don't call me no more. Don't be friends with my mama. You can't come to the cookout anymore and all that stuff. So what would you say to those single women who are like, what? Really? You, you sat down and had lunch, you know, later but, with the guy? You know, it's so much of we're fed such lies about ourselves and each other, right? Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, the reason that I could move forward is that I wasn't mad at him or mad that a season in because when I tell you that you know I, I talk about it in the book I'm a cancer survivor and so because mm -hmm. I've had to face the reality of life and death mm -hmm. I don't have the luxury of treating things that aren't life and death like somebody died ended. Mm -hmm. both of us are thankfully still on the planet and so so often though we have we have other people voices that get in our head right and so even I love my girl Okay, so it looks like her camera kind of got stuck, so we're going to wait for her to come back, but I wanted to touch on what Dominique said. Dominique said, wow, that is so true. You attract everything and everyone meant for you when you give yourself permission to be yourself and your best self at that. So we're going to hold tight for Sharia because she was dropping some nuggets. So in the meantime, make sure you share this out that you um, let your girlfriends know that I have none other than Sharia Jackson here, um, here on the Tony Barnett Show. She is the new author of Boss Bride, and she also is the senior editor of Essence Magazine. Um, so once she comes back, I'll get her back on screen. Um, I thank you all for being really patient. Looks like she popped off and looks like she's going to try to pop back on. So Hello? there she is. Hey, I just kept on talking, girl. <laughs> I just hit stop camera and started over. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I was still going. It didn't show me I wasn't there, so I didn't. Even know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but you're resonating. Danny says she loves this. Dominique said that. Wow, this is so true. Um, um, D is saying I can understand that. So you're really resonating with a lot of women here about the maturity. So you were saying that, and even my honey, hi honey, my husband is dying. What up, baby? <laughs> something like it's a death when you actually face death. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that? Because you were going in and then... then yeah, yeah. Then, um, and I think um, and it's not even, I mean, that was like a very serious way to do it, but I think we do ourselves a disservice to treat the ending of us, let the ending own the story. My parents' divorce taught me that. I remember I came across my parents' wedding album at my grandparents' house and the first time I saw the pictures, I was kind of like, kind of like you watching the Titanic, you're like, oh, this didn't end well. And so it kind of like made me feel uncomfortable because the, in some ways the marriage didn't work out. So the wedding pictures felt kind of like weird. And then as I worked on myself and I went through my own breakup and I saw those pictures again a year later and I could just enjoy them because the thing is just because it didn't have the ending that 
the world or society tells us it's supposed to end, it doesn't it doesn't remove the fact that it was successful. I'm sitting here talking to you because my parents got married and they met each other and they fell in love. And so it's like, we don't want to let, because something ended, take away the value that it had in our life. And then also, particularly when it comes to relationships and the ending of a relationship, if we give the breakup our power, then it paralyzes us from moving forward. So if he took something for me or if it was a waste, then I would be not valuing that there was something I needed to learn. There were pieces of me I needed to pick up by being in that relationship. And so definitely, I mean, it wasn't like we was having lunch right after, like I had to heal and go through things and process and be upset and and give myself permission to feel all the feelings, but also trust the fact that this was someone who had been a part of my life journey. And so I will always value what we were to each other in that season. And so often what I say now, when I'm talking about that part or just talking about that experience is like, what was your favorite outfit in seventh grade? What was your favorite outfit in seventh grade? And it was a great outfit, but you're not wearing it right now. And so it's like sometimes we want to, you know, you get to let some stuff go. It's not what you wore in fall. You're not trying to wear that in summertime. You see, I'm sitting. Speaking of summertime, I'm sorry. I'm in my Harlem apartment. (laughs) (laughs) That's the reality. And so I hope that more women give themselves permission to move forward. Because the other thing that happens is that if you treat the ending of a season, whether it be a job or relationship, where you're living, if you treated that, if I let this go, then I lost, then you won't give yourself permission to make space for what your next is, right? And so part of the reason we stay in situations is that we let the ending or we think that if we leave, we fail. And so I had to heal from that. Like, I didn't fail. We didn't fail. We just were complete. Some things are complete and you get to let it go so that you have some space in your life for that other stuff you're desiring. Wow, wow. We even got the fellas coming. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you got me sweating here. <laughs> All right, y'all. So I'm going to say right now, go ahead and get your cash up out. Send your, send your offering over to the right, right reverend. <laughs> she is in here preaching. So yes, yes, yes. And I love that. And that's something that, that I tell the couples that I work with or the wives that I work with who are coming to me and saying, oh my God, my marriage is terrible. And I'm like, okay, let's go back to the beginning. There was something in there that was beautiful and magical. And now you have these five or six kids and you know all those things that brought you all together. And let's focus on those things because I think sometimes people forget to focus on the good things. Mm-hmm. And it's like those good things last way longer than the short microcosm of the bad things. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. So we're, we're going to transition a little bit. And, and people are still commenting. Thank you all so much for commenting. Make sure you share this out. So today we're talking about go hard and go home. We've always hear go hard or go home. But you put a spin on it. You're saying go hard and go home. Yeah. Tell us what that means. So go hard and go home really is about saying it's just as important that you show up powerfully in, in using your passions in on the planet. As it is, you tend to yourself and tend to what your needs are and your personal, what your personal desires are. And so for me, Go Hard has a clear formula. Hard is heart actions, research decisions. So to go hard is not just sitting at a desk typing away. That's not going hard. Going hard is heart actions, research decisions. So what are hard actions? Hard actions are the things that you actually set your soul on fire. Hard actions are why you're actually on the planet. So it's not the busy work. It's not what your parents said you should be doing with your life. It's not the things that will take you off the path or what you innately know you are here to do, the things that you naturally gravitate to, the things that you would do for free, but you shouldn't because you should value what your talents are. 
And the biggest part of go hard and go home and the thing that gets you home is research decisions. What I found in my research through my work at Essence and working on this book is we waste too much time trying to figure things out that somebody else has already figured out. And so research decisions, particularly if you're from a community that is historically marginalized, we're already playing catch up, right? And so we're getting ready in August is Black Women's Equal Pay Day, which means I've had to work almost uh, more than half of a year to make in the same job, same education for a comparable salary of a white male doing that same job. And so because of that, you don't have time to waste. And so part of that means research decisions. We have to pick up that phone more. We have to say who's done, who's 2017 is what I hope my 2019 is. And let me pick up the phone and call them. Because in each of the chapters of the book is eight chapters. And it includes the most important possession every person owns. And it is the ring. And it is not a piece of jewelry. It is the ringing of your phone. Who can you call and who can call you? Because every major blessing and breakthrough in my life, the reason I can sit here and tell you I've spoken in Amsterdam and South Africa, the reason my book is on a, a bookstore at Barnes & Noble, the reason I can tell you I went to brunch at Oprah Winfrey's house is because I picked up the phone and cultivated some incredible relationships and I did research decisions in my career and in my personal life. And so that's the long answer of what go hard and go home is. And so it's one of the, it's the fourth chapter in the book is go hard and go home. It really goes deeper into that formula of how can you make hard actions and research decisions to get yourself home. And going home isn't just from being exhausted, but we're really about refueling and feel fired up for what's to come. Y'all, I love seeing these comments. <laughs> <laughs> Even my honey, thank you, honey. Honey said, this is good, yes. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, Danny says she just ordered her copy. Thank yes. you, Danny. Yes, yes. Thank you. Ding, 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 ding. Every time I order your copy. This is fantastic, wow. And so I guess my question for you is, what do you see next for women after they read your book? What are some things that you yes. hope to see? Yes, so thank you for that. And um, I definitely, it is called the playbook for love and success. So it definitely has a lot of actions in it. And I, with when you get your copy of the book, so Danny, when you get your copy, be sure to download the um, your playbook. And so it's an interactive workbook that goes with it. And so you get the link inside of the book to just make sure you get the most out of it. But my hope and desire, um, the last chapter of this book is called Happily Ever Now. And so you know, I am a student of transformation coaching. I hope that it's a transformative book, meaning that you don't leave it the same, meaning that there's some actions you take that shift your month, that then shift your year, that then shift your decade, that then shift your life. And so we have so much power that I want you to bump up against some blind spots. I want you to read the book. And there are people who told me, and I love it, when it's like, yo, I had to put the book down. Because then you said something that had me thinking and and I had to go put it down. I was like, well, that's okay. Put it down and then pick it back up. And whatever that thing is, let's stay there. Because we live in a society that people are making billions of dollars hoping they can keep you distracted from your life. There are people who, who are on vacation right now because they got you distracted. There's a lot of money in you being distracted. And so my goal and one of my assignments on the planet is to wake people up. It's like, oh, snap, my time is not to be wasted. So the last chapter of the book is titled Happily Ever Now. And it's all about living in this present moment. What does your happiness look like now? And so one of the exercises in chapter eight, one of the things that I leave you with. So when you leave this book, 
at the top of your mind will be something, your big, bold, sexy goal. Because I have an exercise in the book I call the crazy eight. And the crazy eight is think of the craziest thing you would love to happen in your life. Think of that. Like, what is that like? Is it, is it, you know, I was at, did a workshop a few weeks ago and for somebody was styling Rihanna. And so that was her big crazy eight goal. It's got to be something big. It's got to be something that if you tell your hater cousin, this is what you want, they're going to look at you and say, that's crazy. So if it's not crazy, don't say it. Like, tell them, what's the next level up? And once you think of that big, sexy goal, I want you to write eight ways it can happen. So for me, one of my crazy eights was meeting Oprah. Because as I share in the book, in 2016, I was in the same room with Oprah Winfrey, and I did not meet Oprah. Because I had never given myself permission to say, I want to meet Oprah. And so what happened is when the opportunity presented itself to me, because I had never said out my mouth, because I had never acknowledged it was a dream of mine, I let it walk right out the room. And so after that experience, I said, not again. And so I entered 2017 with the goal, I want to meet Oprah. And so I started preparing for my dream as if it were real. And so I started writing. I did my crazy eight, which is eight ways it could happen. I could be at Whole Foods. Oprah could be there. I could become friends with Gail. Like, and it's, some of them are saying, like, what? And then something very rational. I can get invited to something. Or I can have a friend who actually used to work here. Or all of a sudden, your creativity will start to tell you, hmm, I'm not as far off as I thought. And by doing the ring and really being intentional around your circle as one of the biggest things in the book is that we're all about cultivating the relationships around you, then it'll get you closer to that crazy eight. So that's what I'm probably, when you leave the book, that's what I'm like. I hope you're like, man, I'm going to make that happen this year because there's nothing and no one that's, that's not available to you. That's one of the biggest breakthroughs I've had in my year. It's just there's nothing that is that's outside of my reach. Look at Elon Musk at... um. Tesla, right? He's working on sending people to, to the space. Right. And so it's like, you got to give yourself permission to say, shoot, I, I just, I, you mean, he's going to Mars. So is it really that big of a deal that I want to meet Michelle Obama? No, because she's right here on planet Earth. So it's possible. <laughs> Girl, you are helping us today. Like, seriously, this is so good. We need to hear this because I think sometimes we get so caught up in, and, and I'm guilty. I'm so, so, so guilty of thinking, okay, like you said, it's not impossible. <laughs> I love her so much. It's not impossible that you can meet um Oprah or it's not impossible that you can meet you know all these people but you have to do the work though that that's the one thing that you did say you have to number one make your list number two speak it out of your mouth and then number three ring pick up the phone wow 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 that is fantastic so I know your time is precious and valuable and so I don't want to hold you too long where can people get the book you can get the book at BossBride.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com, Target.com, BooksAmillion.com. Mahalo <laughs> Books in D.C. has it. Yes, 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 yes. I, I work there on Wednesday. Every other Wednesday, I saw your book. It's on our, our book I love the Howard University Bookstore has it. I'm a Howard grad. <laughs> So, but really, if you go to bossbride.com, you can get the book from, it's linked up, and you can get a free bonus chapter there. So the title of the free bonus chapter uh, is You Are Here. And so I realized after I wrote the book, I really, okay, I'll get to that question too. But after I wrote it, I, you know, there is a lot for different women. There is things if you're a woman who, you know, is a newlywed. There is a woman for a woman like you who's in this game 20 years married. I hope there's something you get out of it from the working wives. And right. so. 
But I wanted to help people kind of find out where they were before they jump into the book. And so that bonus chapter is available. But really, you can pick it up and wherever you are, it will meet you there. And so I prayed over it. So God will guide your hands to get to the page that's for you. Awesome. Awesome. So Kewanda wants to know, what are your tips for women of color to level up in their career? That's a great question. Yes. And I definitely am a, a career woman. And so some of my biggest lessons and tips are awful out of my own biggest mistakes. Mm. One of the biggest, hey Shade, one of the biggest things I would say, particularly for us as, as women of color, what I'm having, see, I'm, I'm, this is my, this is my, you don't know, I'm about to do a real quick tangent. My agent always says I'm the queen of, 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 of <laughs> digression. But I just felt like this was a flashback. Um, I had a Barnes and Noble signing in New York, and the entire time I'm sitting there talking. But I'm, I see people I know. I'm like, "Hey, Shante, hey, Shante." The entire time. But you know what? If this is goes right back to your tip, your question was it Kwanzaa? Um, is that we got to say hey more because as black mm. women, as women of color, we can get so busy doing the work. That A, we don't connect and we don't celebrate. So I would say celebrate yourself. Mm. And most often for me, I've been one of those people who's been pushed into my power, right? Okay, so I got passed over for the promotion. Okay, I'm going to go create a 20-page deck of all the things I accomplished, which is great. And got my confidence up, all of this. But I shouldn't wait till somebody passes me over for something to own my power. And so for every woman, no matter your color, you have to be clear of what are you bringing to the table. Because too often, we're just so happy to be at the table, we don't realize that we are the table. And so I want you to be clear on what you're bringing to the table and your talents. Because the other thing that happens for, and this is across color and industries, is that too often, because our natural talents come so easy to us, we don't value them. We think because we would do it for free, it's okay to do it for free. But it's not okay that you undercut what your worth is because it comes naturally to you. And so even that, like so, so often we think, can everybody do insert your talent? And the answer is no, everybody can't do it. And because it comes easy to you, sometimes it's hard for us to value. And so I would say to every woman of color is to assess your value, assess what you're bringing to the table and then give yourself a raise, whether that's internally. And I shared the story in the book of how, I, before I got my promotion and raise in my corporate job, I gave myself a promotion and a raise. I said, it's not up to them to decide if I want to make 10, 20 percent more than this year. It's on me. God gave me the talent. So I can't keep expecting external entities to take care about my my well-being. Like, that's my job. And wow. so I feel like I'm going all over the place. But I'm no, just, no, you're doing good. You're, you're good. This is what we do on the fire by now. Sometimes, and, and I'm just putting it out there, sometimes I feel like the spirit just moves you to say what someone needs to hear because you are not people come to me later and say oh my god i was crying watching your you know your interview of that person so you're you're not you're doing great you're doing what you're supposed to be doing so thank you So, Sharia, I'm just super excited to be able to support you um, in your book. And again, like I said, I'm super excited that that you allowed me to be a part of it. Um, I'm just honored to know you, blessed to know you. I know we had a a talk on the side of New York City streets, you know, and it was great. We hugged like five times and, you know, all of that. And so I'm just so super excited for you. I don't see any other questions for people, but ladies are saying they love this. Me too. All right. This was amazing. Celebrate yourself. Um, believe in yourself. And I mean, really, you're giving us empowerment tools. 
just reaching out. Um, I think especially in entrepreneurship, we feel like we're in a bubble or nobody understands or there's there's this new meme going around that has like this row of um, bread in a bread in a grocery store and saying, you know, all these different types of bread. It didn't stop these bread companies from making their own brand of bread. And so what would you say to a woman right now who is comparing themselves and saying, but but she's but she works for Essence and, you know, all these things and comparing themselves to you? I mean, because we do that. What yeah. would you say to a woman? If, if you're going to compare yourself to me, you need to compare yourself to Jerry Jackson's sweat jean. That's my dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I say that to say, um, if I or anybody else on the entire planet of 7 billion people could do what you can do, you wouldn't be here. So if you need a reminder that nobody can do what you do, it is your heartbeat. Because the second you're not needed on this planet, you are not here. So if you are here, then you're here because we need you here. If wow. you're here, there's nobody else who's got your fingertips. There's nobody else who can do, has, who was born where you were born, in the time you were born, live in the house you live in now, have the career you have now, right? And so mm-hmm. one other thing I would say, particularly to women of color, is that we forget all of the things that make us us, and we are in a culture that pushes us to conform, when really... My secret weapon, my biggest breakthroughs have always come when I brought all of me to the table. Sometimes I used to try to leave the Southern twang. I used to try to leave my age at home. I used to try to leave parts of me at home thinking I could be more palatable depending on the environment I was in. But when I went and picked up those parts of me, that's what they needed. I'll never forget. I, um, one of my, I was a social media manager at a PR firm and one of our clients was Tresemme flew out to Chicago to meet with the, Client. I'm one of the only, the only black woman on the team, right? And we're sitting in the meeting. Tresemme had launched this new shampoo called Tresemme Naturals, and mm-hmm. it's a brand that has less sulfate, less uh oh, less less like I thought that was my house. <laughs> they, they have less sulfate, less chemicals, right? So the Tresemme Naturals is all about a more natural, chemical-free product. We get in this meeting in Chicago, and they're like, oh, and I know I'm all over time. This is Southern. No, you're good. They're like, um. Oh, it's my show, so it's my show, my rules. So that's good. right. So they're like, <laughs> but they're like, this product is over-indexing in black and black and multicultural beauty blogs. Oh, they love this Trust Me Naturals collection. And I'm sitting there, I've only been on the team less than six months, but I'm realizing that these people who do not have melanin don't realize that in my community, the word natural means something else. So even though they made it and called it Tresemme Naples because it had less chemicals, so a woman who looks like me and who's in the grocery store and see Tresemme Naples, she think it's for her natural hair that doesn't have a relaxer. And so I said that in the meeting and I, they were like, oh, but I'm like, look at God, because there was a part of me that felt like, oh, I need to tuck it in. You know, I need to be my corporate self. But they needed a black girl in that meeting. And so I say that long story to say whatever room you're in, you, there, you were meant to be in that room. And so that's what had me in a room with Oprah acting like I hadn't earned the right to be there because I didn't give myself permission to say every room I'm in, I'm meant to be in. And so once you get clearer on who you are, the acceleration will happen. You'll be in rooms and spaces with people. You're like, oh, snap, it's real. It is real. And you're worthy of being there. And so a lot of an answer. But yes, it is about bringing all of you everywhere you go. Wow. Wow. That that is fantastic. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You just did some confirmation for me because with me having been recently on Oprah Winfrey Network and things of that nature, 
I still sometimes, and this is my transparency moment. Y'all know how I do on the Internet show. I'm transparent. Sometimes I feel like, did I really do that? And, you know, was that really me? And me, Tanya, you know, all these type of questions pop in my head. But you're you're saying give myself permission to be there. I, I got there. So there was obviously something within me that was worthy of being in that space. So thank you. Wow. And celebrate it. Celebrate it. Mm. Listen, I, I'm only saying because I spent too long not doing it, right? It's like mm. I, not that I got it all right. I got a lot wrong. And so it's just sort of how do we learn from that? But also, like, prepare for the next room. Because if you are in that room in 2018, then it's only getting re- you ready for 2020. In 2020, time, y'all better watch out, okay? <laughs> oh, from from Sharia, so thank you, Sharia. <laughs> I received all of that and more. <laughs> all right, so please, please, please give give people your social media where they can reach out to you, follow you, things of that nature. Yes, so you can definitely go to bossbride.com, get your chapter, free chapter, get your book. Um you can go to Sharia.com, my first name, and at on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm just at Sharia, my first name. And I am in the market for some additional social media help. So if anyone like a social media savvy bug who wants to create social cards and schedule posts, I'm just put it out there because part of receiving um, is asking so that people know what you need. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. See, y'all, she's she's telling you, she's giving you the secret sauce, the secret formula. Ask, speak up, say, say what you do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love you so much. I'm telling you, you are fantastic. So definitely, definitely, definitely. I just want to thank you. Thank you, Dominique, for saying that. Um, coming here for you and Don. Thank you, y'all. Um, again, I'm just honored, um, and I'm honored to now have um, you know found out that we'll be on season three. So thank you all for your support because if we wouldn't be on season three if it wasn't for y'all. So I'm I'm honored um, for that. So Sharia, thank you again. Where where are you going to be next so people can follow you on this tour? Right. So I'm doing. It's funny. I just I, this fall I'll be in Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, DC. Um, did I say Chicago? Philly. Another a DC. I said DC. Chicago. So a couple of cities will be coming. But most okay. of the next city will be August 9th. I'll be signing at the wing in DC and I'll be doing an event with my friend and former co-worker Demetria Lucas. So you can come to the wing August 9th um, and join us. And so that flyer is going out tomorrow, actually. But if you are in DC, save the date, August 9th, we will be there. And if you go and when you download your bonus chapter of Boss Bride, you'll definitely get all the emails with upcoming events and also some bonuses that'll be coming. So you definitely want to make sure you Join the community, and you also can join my Facebook group uh, at BossBrideTribe.com. Yes, and she has great content in there, y'all, so make sure you join it. I'm coming back, so yes. Thank you, Dominique. I'll take you up on it. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Look at her. She's like, Tanya's great with social media. Thank you, Dom. I appreciate that. I'm just make sure I make it authentic and, you know, people, but that's that's who I am. Um, so yes, I am super excited to be able to celebrate with you. Make sure you all check out where she's going to be. There's no excuses, y'all. We got to come through, support one another. Y'all know I'm really, really huge on supporting one another. Um, and when you come to DC, I'm going to be here. I'm, I, got, I got your back. If you need me to hold your purse, your water, help you out, whatever you need. Okay. I got you. 
and, and be have a good time. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. Um, and everyone, make sure you share this out. I'm telling you, sharing is caring. Even if you felt like you didn't get anything out of it, and I don't know who couldn't, you have to be dead if you didn't get anything out of it. But make sure you share this out because she really poured her heart and her spirit into us and everyone from men, women, your teenagers, your millennials, whatever. I have millennial children. <laughs> so, you know, please share this out. There's someone who can get something from this, even your mamas, um, because they're not there. Like, like Shirley said, if you're still alive, you still got work to do. So share this with your mamas and whoever else. Um, and someone did ask, will there be a big signing in Charlotte? You know, it's funny. I mean, it's so funny. It's like the third sign from Charlotte today. The answer is yes. Um, okay. PBD. So I'm in talks with doing a, a, a partner with an event there. And if not, I'll just be planning my own. So okay. yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you again. Um, I appreciate you so much. And I, I can't wait to you. Thank you. I was so scared and you just kept showing up and supporting. It was no easy feat. So to you and all the other authors out there, like salute because it is not a game. <laughs> it is not a it game. It's not a game on these author streets, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. So, y'all, I will see you all tomorrow. I will be interviewing um, comedian and, and gospel singer Lexi tomorrow night. So I'm so excited. I, just, I, I mean, God is just opening doors for these amazing women to come to me to be on my platform and to share their message of hope and love like mystery is it. So thank you again. If you're still alive, there's still hope. Okay, if you ain't get nothing else out of this, you're still alive, you'll still hope. All right, so peace out, y'all. I will talk to you all later, and I love everybody. Thank you for joining the Tanya Burnett Show. It's the Tanya Burnett Show.